0: This is the Knowledge Bandits Podcast. I'm your host, Arum. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Let's start the show. Today I'm here with Mr. Simon Adeji. Some know him as Mr. Sleek for his publication, that Started in Nigeria. And as we talk, you'll get to see why that name is befitting. Simon is an entrepreneurial guru and philanthropist from Nigeria with a passion for technology. He got a start in entrepreneurship in Nigeria and has worked his way to founding a global media, talk conference, and publishing company called Tarua, which has actually been relaunched in New York. I've given a brief introduction, but Simon, can you take time to fill in the gaps and let the bandits get to know you a little bit better?
1: All right. Um you pretty much just nailed um uh, a wholesome part of the whole introduction of my profile. Mm. Um uh, the one thing I would just probably just add in there is the fact that Pantaker is actually um, a global registry, a gift, a global gift registry company, which um, was inspired by the the Nigerian wedding and gift giving um, environment. So um, I'm actually taking. Panteca, which is launched here in San Francisco, back to Nigeria for the first African uh, um, market launch, you know, um, Mm. which is going to be in September this year, 2016. So, yeah, um, Yeah. pretty much that's uh, about what needed to be added up to to the profile. Um, Okay. I've got passions i've got motivations and i've got uh inspirations so mm-hmm. as, as we go along um and you ask me these questions i'll be able to like basically put things together personally who i am and my my core business principles you okay. know okay. and then bring both together and see how how we get get along
0: ah uh, very good uh so one thing i sort of skipped on was the philanthropic part of your work so can you talk a little bit about that
1: um interestingly um, th- th- this is pretty much like really what my passion is um personally um my passion is people people oriented um ventures um I have an extreme interest in building or solving problems that affect humanity. Um, so most of the things I do tend to tie around people, you know, like mm. just having a way to put a smile on anyone's face is just amazing. Um, I remember back in in Ghana and also in Nigeria, um, I think one of the vivid um, things I probably would say, I took part in was um we we had to buy paintings you know mm. in, in in the in couple of thousands uh, uh. Of, of dollars to, to foster their um, kids to go to school mm. as well as um, uh drug infested kids you know mm. based on their parents you know their parents were uh, um, Drug addicting, they got in in, in the env- they go grew up in their environment. So we mm-hmm. had to take them, in, you know, out of that environment and then put them in a very healthy environment for them to go to school. And this initiative was um, carried out by Lake Alder. Mm-hmm. Lake Alder is one of the prominent um, Nigerian uh, what what would, what you would call advertising gurus
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. Um, he, he he does a whole lot of amazing work when it comes to his own brand work as well as uh, his um, social um, public um, responsibility. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Oh, great! Thanks, thanks for that. Uh, I, I find it's always interesting to. Uh, see what motivates people, and it's generally not money. I don't think uh, any entrepreneur would agree that money is the best motivation. But uh, I think it was uh, sort of very poetic when you said your passion is people and uh, putting smiles on people's faces.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I have you know I've over time I've been able to articulate my passion separate from what actually motivates me to what actually inspires me. Mm. And I've been able to compact mentalize this processes, you know, and um, as regards to my motivation, that my motivation is very much uh, spiritual to me. My motivation is just good fear. That's mm. what motivates me. Good mm. fear. Mm. And um, I, I, I pull that from, the vast of the bible that says the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom mm. and if i need to have reason or reasons for behaving in a particular way you know that that good fear actually it's my motivation um mm. the wiser i get the more advantage <clears throat> i have to be extraordinary you know mm. so I tap into my spiritualism, you know, my, I read my Bible to gain insights mm. to, to gain, uh, those intuitive abilities to, to see things differently, you know, mm. mm-hmm. and to, to put them in my own interpretation. Um, in my day-to-day lifestyle. Mm. And um in in terms of um what actually inspires me or what actually inspires my drive is 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 legacy, you know. Mm. Um what I mean by <laughs> legacy is majorly um family and beyond, you know. Um yeah, so mm. I I have been able to put my passion, my motivation and what actually inspires me on the, like those three major categories of my motivation is God. Mm. Um, my, my, what actually inspires me is my family and beyond and, and what my passion is, is people. So, mm. you know, you can't go wrong when you have God, you have, your family and and you have people to 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 be kind to you know so um for me personally these are the things that actually keep me going and for every discovery for everything i tend to 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 develop or to create it's tied around these three fundamentals
0: hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. And I find that that's, uh, as I talk to more entrepreneurs, I start to see that there's sort of that similar balance, which is um, God comes first, whatever your faith is, and following that is family and friends, and behind that is your passion, which is... Uh, Whatever entrepreneurial thing that you're working on, so I think that's a common trait that it's uh, that the bandits should really look at and and uh, analyze and see if that's something that they have modeled in their life because I think that's uh, definitely a prerequisite to success. You,
1: you can't you can't be successful if you don't have a clear vision of these three fundamentals. Um, they're, they're building blocks. They're, they're fun fundamental principles that no one is going to help you or tell you what these things are to you and what they mean to you. Mm-hmm. You have to discover them yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, these are pretty much most of the important things that life entails, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, say for instance, Panteca uh, Pentaker the essence of Pentaker the, the the business is actually the art of gift given you know so it's a gift registry company but that's beyond that it's actually we we, we actually express the act of mm. gifts given and that's what we want people to experience. You know, um, two two words that are very powerful in, in in Pantaker is one gift and the other one is given. Mm. You can gift get there's no way you give someone a gift, they don't gain access to their real being or you don't connect with them. Mm. And there's a word that says a man's gift, we make ways for him to meet and sit with kings and princes. Mm. So gift is is a major aspect of our lives. And giving, you, you can't, giving is such a powerful thing that we all need to be a part of, you know, and... Um, the giver is always blessed. It's amazing. Hmm. It's good to receive as well, but the giver is always blessed. Hmm. The giver is always powerful. The giver is always the one that actually dictates the tone of events. You know, like people like the Bill Gates, they givers, and they cannot be anything more stamped in... In the universe of humanity as the most influential individuals, so mm. you know you you want to tap into such powerful phenomena to to be able to relate with what really does this world stand for, and what is your core reason for existence
0: mm. that's that's very powerful, and that reminds me there's a book called. The Creator's Code by Amy Wilkinson, where she interviews uh, over 200 entrepreneurs from around the world to figure out what makes them tick. And she stumbled upon these six codes. And actually, one of them is uh, gift giving, uh, Mm -hmm. where you just find that entrepreneurs, for some reason, are generous with their time. They're generous with their money. They're generous in so many different ways. Um, And she said that's sort of a spillover effect that somehow inexplicably adds more to your life. And uh, I I think it's interesting that you've taken that concept essentially and have started a business around it, um, which it's it's very fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. But, you know, for every business, you have the core business principles as well. Mm. And not to take away from the generosity, I also have my core business principle drives. Mm. And if you um, paid attention to some of the things that I actually do, everything I do in threes, six or nine in terms of numeric, But mm. um, well, in terms of defining myself, my drive, my business, I use the numeric number three. In terms of expansion, I use the numeric number six. And in terms of reaching out, I use the numeric number nine. Because the the, the more you give, the the more it translates into um, things that you never thought about or you never imagined. Mm -hmm. Um, My core business principle that I apply, um, I use the abbreviation word of sick. It's sick you know S I C that that's pretty much um sums up my the core of my business principles. Um the S stands for strategic thinking and implementation and the I actually stands for innovative creative process you know and the C stands for confident personality or self-belief so i use that to hold the basis for how i relate with my core business principles
0: Hmm. you know i think that's actually that's a very good thing to live by so bandit listeners uh keep in mind take notes uh strategic Innovative and confidence. Those are the three words that uh, can really impact whatever you're working on. And now I want to uh, shift gears a little bit um, and talk about specifics with your business. So uh, how did you go about raising money for, for Tarua, if you even did raise money? Um, it's
1: It's the most... I'm not going to say this is applicable to every other person because I have my style. Um, The first way to raise money is either by yourself and, and then like the conventional way that people talk about is family. Mm -hmm. The reason why I said by, by yourself is I tend to do lesser jobs to raise a little bit of capital and then build on my my dream my dream and my passion mm. meaning i humble myself and go look for not really a cleaning job or whatever but i humble myself to do like manual labor jobs mm. and save up to build the things i want So um, it it comes with you having to train yourself as well because most people tend to say, there's no money, there's no money. Um, No one is giving me capital. I have this great dream. But you need discipline and you need humility. And discipline and humility can only come when you apply yourself. So um, for me, in my own example, I tend to do things. I tend to give services where they are needed. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I I did walk in a store. You know, I did walk in a store, even though they didn't know who I was, because I needed to raise capital to build uh, Panteka, I did go into a store and I walked twice, twice a week in that store. You know, mm-hmm. and when the store owner discovered who I was eventually, they were amazed and, you know, it was just amazing. But all I needed was I needed the money to, to build my website. I needed the money to brand. I needed the money to, um, to put together the, the, the work that I needed to do. And, um, when i launched and the owner of the store that i walked in twice a week was totally blown out um it, it's good if you have family and friends that can give you this money mm-hmm. as loan and you know but i tend to to drive towards the things that make me appreciate life ever more, you know, and understand the way people think and the way people act and why they do act and think the way they do. So, uh, yeah, that's my own personal um, journey and adventure. Hmm. So that's how I raise capital. And that's how I actually have raised capital over time, actually. I I do... Hmm. Less, there's always something you can do there's always hmm. a a job you can do it, it might not pay you so much but it it, it would kick start you mm-hmm. to saving something to be able to move to the next level hmm. because life is in stages
0: yes yeah
1: so that's how i raise capital
0: hmm. that's I, I think that's a good lesson for a lot of the people that are listening is sometimes you need to, uh, they, they call it bootstrapping. Sometimes you need to strap up your boots and go out there and do work and and uh, uh, to accomplish whatever your goal is, whatever your dream or vision is for the future. Sometimes you need to put your hands down and do something uh, uh, that is not exactly your first choice. As Simon has told us, sometimes you need to humble yourself and be disciplined. Um, and I think that really plays a, a, major role in how your future shapes up. Um, sometimes when you just receive money from family and friends, you don't understand the true value of what that is, uh, what that entails. You don't appreciate the money as much. Uh, so I, I think it's a good lesson that, uh, Simon has given us here. Um, and, uh, We spoke about this briefly a while ago, but I just, you gave me some really good advice and I wanted to uh, ask you again so you you can share it with people, Uh, but how did you sort of figure out and analyze how much of your business to give up uh, as it started to grow and you needed more capital to expand? How did you figure out how to allocate that percentage?
1: Again, it's just going to take me back to the situation that I just spoke about. Mm. The the what the percentage that you allocate to investors or or venture capitalists are based on how much input you have in the business and how much you have grown the business. So um, the the truth about it is, if you work hard to in the pre part of it to put together the fundamentals which are the the building block to the point where you start getting cash flow mm. that determines how much equity you tend to give out mm. um, most importantly you want to give out the lowest equity between 10 to 20% to take the business to the next level mm. meaning at that point, you play with a business decision that is tied around the key element of what I call building the aces or building the ace. I mean, the a it's ace, uh, pretty much. That's what I call it. Mm. Where you you already are, you started, but. The A stands for acceleration. The C stands for consolidation. And the E stands for expansion. So once you understand, that should be what you need the investment for. Hmm. Not the fact that you just need money from investors. Hmm. So the core essence of needing an investor is for you to build the A's at that point you have the confidence and the self-belief when you're speaking with an investor because and they can see through you because they have been investing in all the businesses in years mm. so they can see through what you need the money for or if you just just someone that just wants money for the sake of it and Just claim that you have a business. And so for me, I would advise myself to constantly apply the business decision of A's Hmm. in implementation of getting investors.
0: Yeah. You know, this this goes back to uh, what we were talking about before where you have to sort of have a clear vision of what you want to do. Once you have that vision, it makes it easier for you to make a decision on whether to raise money or whether to push on by yourself so if you can accelerate if you can consolidate and you can expand by yourself then there's no reason for you to raise money
1: yeah um, there are a whole lot of businesses that have done that but Mm. you always need more investment to be able to be innovative and it's good when before you get to the expansion stage to have money come in, even if you're doing so well, mm. to have more money come in, and for you to have a better, greater input of other thinkers, other mindsets, and tap into the global universe of creative um, juices. So, mm. um, yeah. <clears throat> For me, I think it's it's important to to just note the the basics, and once you have that, then every other thing will play out itself.
0: Hmm. Thank you, thank you for that. I think these are valuable lessons that people can can apply, and it's it's actually good to know before you start what you're getting yourself into, and so you have everything lined up, so that when you uh, do come to these crossroads and experience some of these challenges, it'll be uh, the the impact will be sort of eased by all of the planning and preparation you've made uh prior all right, uh, and so we've touched on this, but I like to ask this question in the same way to everyone to to get a great answer uh and as you've touched on some of it, I just want a brief a brief statement, but what fires you up in the morning? what is your morning routine, and why is that routine so important to you
1: oh <sighs> um what fires me up in the morning, honestly, is the fear of not being able to cater for my family. I don't know what else that does, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if, if you, if you're family oriented uh, and I'm married, mm. you, you know, and, uh, you want to be able to cater for your family and beyond. Uh, like I said, like I mentioned earlier on yeah, uh, that, that actually inspires me, but majorly in terms of the business front, what actually inspires me majorly on the business front is the, whatever I do has to never be boring. It has to be scary. Um, in terms of achievement um my goal interestingly you're gonna hear this for the first time i'm actually giving you this for the first time yeah. um my goal in, in in the next um year um which is going to be in the next 12 months starting from september um i intend to create a hundred thousand jobs in nigeria um I, i'm not i'm not just throwing out numbers um these are core, very decisive, um, plan I've put in place.
2: Well,
1: mm. obviously, obviously I'm going to build my team mm-hmm. first, you know, um, I intend to build my first hundred team and then scale up to a thousand, then, then from a thousand to scale up to a hundred thousand. Mm. Um, um, it, it, it's important to have a clear sense of what you need to do. Um, mm. I have studied the Nigerian economy right now. And y- y- you find out that people complain about a whole lot of things. And the, the truth about it is for every problem lies a great deal of mm. solution that you can get people to pay you for mm. because if you meet their needs and you put a price tag on it then you have just been an amazing person it's a win-win situation I meet your needs mm. and I put a price tag on it then you pay me for meeting your needs. so mm.
2: um,
1: I've come up with um, an ecosystem within my business that would produce this 100,000 goal of mm. hiring people. So that kind of motivates me
2: mm.
1: right now. That's where I'm at right now.
2: Wow.
1: Um, the, 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 the mental strength and ability to... To meet that goal is actually what motivates me right now and actually wakes me up every morning in the last uh, couple of months.
0: Hmm. Wow. And and just a few things I want to pull out of that is... You have this very ambitious goal. At least to me, it seems quite ambitious for you. You've put the planning and preparation into it. So now it's just just a goal for you. To me, it's something that's very ambitious. But if you don't step out of your comfort zone, you won't be able to achieve great things and and that's one thing that i see with you is uh you said the fear motivates you in the morning um and also one of the things I, I i notice is with a lot of entrepreneurs once they say they have a child or they get married uh something substantial that changes in their lives it pushes them and it motivates them so that fear of not being able to provide is is definitely a real thing that they call the baby effect
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 real because before now, before I got married, I was content with making millions here and there. If I don't, I just sit and just spend what I already have as investment. But mm. now it's completely different, and most importantly, family just changes your perspective to mm. to grow beyond yourself. You know, to set mm-hmm. up legacies. You know, you want to be larger mm-hmm. than life but in a very positive and meaningful way.
0: Hmm. And I, th- I think that was a very, very good thing you said. Family changes your perspective to be able to grow beyond yourself. And it's something that makes so much sense, but I haven't... It hasn't clicked to me until now is that uh, right now I'm solely responsible for myself when we think about it. But once you get married, once you start to have a kid, it it shapes the way you think. It changes the way you think into, into this mindset of growth and expansion, which definitely is a plus in terms of growing and expanding a business.
1: Very true. Uh, yeah, and- that's it pretty much hmm. what it is. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Right he's dropping knowledge all over the place. I'm constantly being mentored people this is this is This is a really great opportunity. I hope we can continue to get nuggets from him um and so a, a big part of being an entrepreneur is the ability su- to sustain yourself. so can you share a few ways that you bring in income?
1: um over time, i like right from like say say fifteen years ago. I've always walked my entire life. Um, before then, okay, I think my core principle of walking started from or with my dad when I, was in, when I was 12 years old. My dad owns a construction company, so he takes me on site every holiday. So I go on site with him, and he gets to pay me. And the, the, the first principle he taught me is never accept free money because nothing is free. Mm-hmm. So that built, who, who I am, you know. That built the, the fact that, rather than for you to give me money for free, I would rather do something to earn it. So mm-hmm. I know, I earned it, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. pretty much, it, it, it's one of the f- most fundamental principles I, I learned from my dad, you know. And so from the age of twelve, I worked with him in his construction. Company over time till when I was independent, and even when I am out of school break, whether in high school or college, I I walked. Mm-hmm. Every holiday, I walked. I walked. I would go look for a company. I would go look for a very big company, a multinational company. I would try to connect with the the CEO, the the MD, whoever is in charge, mm-hmm. because I I never go from the bottom up when i'm trying to network i go from the top Hmm. then i can come down but it's amazing how time and chances come together to make these things happen for me consistently
0: Hmm that's That's interesting that you mentioned time and chance, and we hear entrepreneurs say this over and over again that they got lucky, and it's I think it's this common trait of a sense of humility, but the fact is uh you you always hear the harder you work, the luckier you seem to get so that's that's motivation to not just bank on things happening but to go out there and make them happen and create your own luck
1: right it's It's majorly preparation. you have hmm. to be prepared. So because time and chance comes every day, Mm. it comes every minute as we're talking right now, time and chance is happening for some, for some listening, it's going to happen because Mm. if you didn't have this knowledge, which is power, the information to move to the next direction or the right direction or to the next level, now you have it. So Mm. I don't claim to know all but as i apply myself to constant learning it helps me to improve myself and in, in that way i can share the little experiences i have
2: hmm.
1: it might not be your story it might not be your journey but we all heading to one destination of success pretty much hmm. how we get there varies how our luck our gifts our Mm. talents Mm. applies to the things of the universe varies so Mm. but the principles are pretty much the same you know Uh, um yeah that's what it is for me
0: right and I think there's there's no time better than now to bring this up. You mentioned uh, we're all headed towards the same journey of success. And how would you define success?
1: Um, for me, success is relative. You know, success for me is for me to be able to meet my goals per time. Um, like I said. I have a goal to create 100,000 jobs in the next year, starting from September 2016 to September 2017 in Nigeria. That's that's a goal. That's Hmm. a very hefty, fearful goal. Hmm. But the good thing is, as I go day-to-day. Day. All I'm providing right now, right, all I'm doing right now is to build the implementation of how mm. to get, to succeed that goal. So from now to September, all I'm just doing is strategically, innovatively, coming up with the exact strategy that would work. Um, my granddad said, give me 8 hours to chop down a tree i will use 6 hours to sharpen my axe mm. so it would take me 2 hours to put down that tree
2: mm.
1: as compared to when you have a blunt axe you mm. might if after 8 hours still trying to chop down that tree So I am paying more attention to how much strategy I can put together on paper and come up with a blueprint, an exact blueprint of how I'm going to succeed so that within the shortest possible time, Hmm. I can actualize my dreams. Hmm. So that would be success for me.
0: Wow. And just a few things that I want to, to expound on. Uh, so you you said success is the ability to continuously meet your goals. And I think that's important because to be successful, you have to set goals. Uh, my sister once told me that uh, going throughout her day when she doesn't write down goals and doesn't have goals that she has to sort of cross off her to-do list is like getting in a car and just driving around. When will she reach her destination? Never, because she hasn't set a destination. So, you need to right. set a goal to reach to achieve success
1: very very important hmm.
0: and uh, now we're gonna switch gears a little bit i i i I like that we're we're getting to know you a bit more and you're really uh, giving us insight as to the way you think and what makes you successful so on that journey uh, as an entrepreneur, we know that uh, there are definitely some low points uh, and Uh, At times where you feel like a failure but can you share one of those moments with us
1: in honesty you're so right about that there are times i've cried times but you see the good thing about crying i would say it's a good thing i don't cry in public but um i've cried personally where i'm like oh my god how did i get here you know but what actually relieves relieves me most times is the fact that when i cry that, okay i'll give you a scenario right? mm-hmm. uh this was in 2004 i was building sleek the media company the Sleek publication in, in back back in nigeria And uh, I took my laptop, I went around looking for adverts, I went from store to store, shop to shop, you know, and so basically, um, I went from stores to stores trying to get adverts for the publication, which was the first edition, and it it, it didn't work, it didn't work out. I'm going to point out two things, right? Hmm. I was working hard, but guess what? I was working hard the wrong way, because going from stores to stores is not where you get advertising for for a magazine. You go to advertising agencies mm. and you apply, uh, putting. But we'll come to that. Mm. And um, most cases we get frustrated that we're working so hard and we we beat ourselves down and it affects us emotionally and all mm. that. But in some cases we we're actually doing the wrong thing, but I have reached low lowest or low moments where I, like I said I've cried mm. and but guess what in that very moment um, I, I was crying and I was like, "Wow, how, wh- what do I do? I'm running out of funds like all I have right now is just something to feed for the next week, and that's it and mm. if if. Fun, then this whole thing is just a failure. And I remember calling my mom and she said, hey, you know what? If you don't know where you're going, you know where you're coming from. You can go back home. Hmm. You know, I went Kaduna State, which is in Nigeria, West Africa, to go to Lagos, you know, to, to hustle, you know, But hmm. you know, it, it was an interesting play. And as soon as I spoke to my mom and she said that, as soon as I got off the phone, the first thing I said to myself, before that, I just started smiling to myself, hmm. all by myself. And and I said to myself, "Um, it's too late to go home. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's absolutely too late to go home. And so, yeah, that just motivated me. And by 2008... Three years later, sleep magazine or sleep publication, we had four million U.S. dollars in our account, you know, like wow. cash. So um, that is three years down the line. But between the the those three years, we had money. We had money coming in in the thousands and and all that. But at twenty two thousand and eight, we we made our first four million U.S. dollars. Wow. which is amazing. so um i'm I'm thankful for that uh so hmm. again, talking about lowest moment now, what I use to compensate myself when I get to low point i I say just one thing who sends me hmm. that's all i say.
2: Hmm. who sends me hmm.
1: so anytime I say that to myself, I tend to I, and so uh, by picking up my laptop again and going, that's it
0: hmm. wow and And so, from that point where you you said you were you had only about one week left for food and sustenance in Lagos, how did that translate to three years later, where you had uh four million how How did you push past that that sense of being a failure every day
1: um in you know, honestly, right. You can't. You can underestimate the the power of the universe as well as the power of people. So right before the weekend, right the the one week that I had money for survival. Because of the effort and the work I had put, my publications in different places. I had reached out to different people. Meaning, my publication was just like uh, a template, not the real thing. I had printed out the the templates and all that stuff, and had put it in different places. And I, um, I had reached out to this lady. Um, she was never around. She's always traveling overseas and stuff. And I had dropped my template there. And within that week, a call came in that she wanted to meet with me. And she was based in Abuja. So I was like, okay, that will be awesome. So the one week money I had to survive was what I used in my flight ticket. I didn't have a flight ticket coming back. Hmm. I had just a one-way ticket. And I went to Abuja. And meeting with this lady, she was able to articulate that she's been looking for me, but she's been busy and all that, and she wanted to use my publication as an avenue to promote her business and and all that, and and on my way back to 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 Lagos, she gave me a brown envelope and she said, "Thank you for coming." And when I opened the brown envelope, I had she had uh, seven hundred dollars in it and 700 in in the nigerian currency at that time the dollar exchange was was like 68 dollars so that's 700 multiplied by 68 hmm. that just blew my mind off like this is a reason to leave hmm. Yo, so and that's how the story continued, you know. We, I, we did great business, and she introduced me to her friends. And because she was she she, she she's married to a billionaire, an oil hmm. magnet, and she introduced me to a network of friends. A network of friends, um, advertising my publications, and that was how it just kept on going. I met with wow. governors, I met with, and that was it. Hmm. Uh, that's how the story just continued.
0: Wow that's that's very powerful and from from you i i know that you think and believe that networking is very powerful but just in a few words can you can you just uh tell us how how impactful networking is as an entrepreneur
1: um you you, you can't you see the way the way god has put the universe together you can't do without networking
2: mm.
1: we are as a people where we are a complete sentence and each person is a word and for mm. you to have a complete sentence you need the multiplications of words to come together to make perfect sense. So when things don't come together, they make phrases. When things come together, and they make good sentence. So pretty much, um, you don't want to make face or clauses. You want to make very good paragraphs, mm. you know? Mm. And basically, that's how I see networking. Mm. Words come together, people come together to make perfect sense of where goals need to meet, where goals need to be actualized, how things need to come to fruition. Yeah, that's how I see networking. It's the most important thing. And it's, like I said, my passion is people. Mm. I, I don't, that it's one major aspect. I pay a whole lot of essence and time to develop, mm. because we're, we're 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 not perfect people, and you need to learn to to be compassionate. You need to learn to to be kind. You need to learn to respect other people. And once you, you have these things together, networking would just be a thing of easy flow. Mm. Not to say. That they're not difficult people out there to interact with, but you always have to apply maturity.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. wow, I think I think that's really great advice that a lot of us listening will will take to heart. <laughs> uh, and now to switch gears, uh, you already added this. Uh, this inspirational sense, which uh, sort of jumped the gun on on where I was moving, but I want to ask what has been your most defining moment as an entrepreneur
1: uh, in honesty, I would say it's yet to come, hmm. but I would tap into. The things that have given me more confidence to say I would gain the yet to come scenarios, I would say for every time I have done something, like my publication, the first time I saw the first edition of my publication, that was something. That was, it meant a lot. But you see, the truth about it is, the first time I saw the first edition of my publication, as a publisher, I saw all the wrong in it. Mm. The mixed feeling. I, I saw all the things that I needed to do to, to improve it. I saw all the lack of detailing that I needed to put into it. You know, I just mm. saw things that were in present that I needed to improve to make it better, And but not to take away the fact that it he, he, he was he was something, it was a good feeling. Hmm. And one other moment that I can remember was also, yeah, in 20, 2008, when we made our first 4 million years hmm. dollars. And on my birthday, I bought my first 1 million dollar property. That's pretty much what it is for me. Wow. But is very personal that has nothing to do with um Mm. moving forward to achieving greatness yeah Yeah. well
0: we also we also like the personal
1: yeah i guess (laughs) you know just
0: just to draw a quick parallel uh, i was uh watching an interview with elon musk where someone asked him if he still has the same feeling of amazement when he looks at the tesla and he says "Uh, it's very different for me because I see all of the things that can be improved upon it. So I think that's uh, sort of the curse of the entrepreneur is always seeing what needs to be improved upon. You you don't sort of get the opportunity to enjoy it as much as your customers, but you still have this sense you've created something good, but it can always be better.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so at the time where you uh, started Sleek, uh what was the benefit of starting that business in Nigeria versus anywhere else in the world
1: um in honesty it's <laughs> it's always good to, <laughs> i don't know it's always good to start a business where you grew up in a mm. way <laughs> mm. uh, uh because you have support you have a support system mm. um it took me um, a whole year to build up my network here in the United States, you know, mm. uh, just to build up my network. Um, while in Nigeria, you know, you grew up with some people back in, like, elementary school, high school, college. Um, they know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, you know, like, mm. so it's easier that way. Um um, as compared to breaking into a new ground. Um, breaking into a new ground, you have to learn the fundamentals of this new ground. You have to learn the trade secrets. Yes. You have to learn all the things that um, are done, and you have to adapt. You know, so the, there's a learning process, there's an adaptation process, then there's a building process. So um, I hope uh, I've been able to have the learning and I've, able, I've been able to learn well and, and I've been able to adapt properly to the, the, the building process I'm in right hmm.
0: now. Hmm. And I think it's very good that you said that uh, it's important to understand your ecosystem. So uh, whether it's in your small city, you, you sort of have to think of what you can do within that, that small ecosystem before going out into the grander world very true yeah and and with that we're uh, going to enter the rapid fire round so i want to ask are you ready
1: okay i'll try
0: all right uh, so what was holding you back from taking the step to be an entrepreneur
1: um i don't think anything held me back uh i i, I would say there's a time for everything and a key part of being an entrepreneur is is planning. Hmm. Hmm.
0: And at what point did you stop looking at your first business as a business as just a project and more as an actual business?
1: Um, I started as a business. I never saw it as a project. Hmm. You know, um, there was no time. There's nothing I do that. You know, when it's in your head, it's a project. Mm. When you're articulating it on paper, it's a project. Once it goes out to the public, it's then a business.
0: Mm. Mm. What quality do you think most contributes to your success?
1: Um, The ability to pay attention to details and also the ability... to have, uh, what I call sound mind. Hmm.
2: Um,
1: and as a result of my sound mindedness, you have, I have come to develop uh, good judgment. Hmm.
0: Hmm. And what quality do you wish to improve upon most?
1: Um, hmm. I would say to be able to define clarity in what I do more mm. quicker mm. Than, than the longer time that it takes me. Mm. I really need that.
0: Mm. What's the best advice you've ever received and who is it from?
1: Uh, the best advice is from my dad which is nothing is free. You have to earn it. That's mm-hmm. the best advice I've mm. gotten that I resonate with most of the time. Mm.
0: And what book are you reading currently?
1: Wow, I'm actually reading four books. Wow. <laughs> I have a timeline. I, I usually read one in the morning and one in between. So I, I pick lighter books that I, I read, and I, I just pick the ones, the, the the stuff that they get is the way I read it. Mm. Um, the one I'm reading right now is Never Eat Alone. It's by Kate Ferrazzi. Then there's the one I read um, when I'm at the office. So I take like 30 minutes or an hour to read The the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Mm. by Stephen Covey. The one I read just in between that sometimes is The Automatic Millionaire by David Batch, and the one I read before I sleep is The the Spirit of Leadership, Dr. Miles Morrill. So those four books, so basically what I do is I pick four books for four months and I play around them. So it's like one book for a month, actually.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That's, that's a very interesting strategy. I think it, it also helps in terms of being able to consume more knowledge. And, um, oftentimes people get into the lull of reading one book and it takes them a little longer to finish. But I think that strategy, um, really structures it for you and keeps you accountable of how quickly you're actually moving through. And. I mean, we can't really overstate the importance of reading, but from your words, what would you say is, is that importance of, of reading consistently?
1: Um, there's a cliche that says readers are leaders. Um, another one is knowledge is power. You know, you can never be bigger than what you know. It's impossible. Hmm. So, it's what you're exposed to that benefits you
2: hmm.
1: when right. applied. So, that's what I—that's my own personal take
0: wow. on that. Yeah. And what is one internet resource or application that you couldn't live without, aside from Google?
1: Google. <laughs> I'm messing up. I'm joking. Um, oh, internet application I wouldn't, I couldn't live without. Honestly, that's a tough one. I don't know. My bank account app? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's,
0: that's, that's very, that's fine. That's a great, that's a great answer. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Hmm
0: yeah okay i I like the answer and as as you can notice once you start to get to that sort of upper echelon, you'll be able to give that answer of of bank account application <laughs> <And> <laughs> so how do you unwind from a hectic schedule and like what's what's that sort of guilty pleasure of yours
1: um interestingly, myself and my wife were very competitive about who 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 does the next outing plan the next date hmm. so we are very I, I'm, I'm, I'm more adventurous and she's very more she's more sophisticated in terms of she looks like for the nicest classy things mm-hmm. for us to do I'm hmm. more adventurous I like this scuba diving I, hmm. I jump off the plane I'm that kind of guy oh, wow. um, my guilt pleasure Um, Honestly, in a way, I kind of like apply myself to playing soccer, Mm. but most of the things I do is strictly between myself and my wife, and and, yeah, pretty much Mm. my family, and uh, it's a getaway, and once I'm doing that, um, I just go all out for fun.
0: Mm. That's that's great. And I think it also is in line with what you've uh, sort of been saying over and over throughout this uh, podcast is uh, having clarity on that foundation, which is God, family, and passion. Right. Yeah. And to end this rapid fire round, I want to ask, do you feel like you've made it?
1: Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, never. Like, I don't I'm not, I just started, like, <laughs> like mm. I just started, like, yeah. how do I make it when I just started? So, mm. I mean, um, nobody ever makes it, I don't know, mm. some people may, like the Bill Gates and the Warren Buffetts, maybe, mm. but they're still driving, yeah.
2: you
1: know, you are still, still conquering Still doing great things, so, hmm. ne- like, I would never think about that ever. Hmm. I never, ever would even imagine that. Even when I meet all my goals, hmm. I, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, I I think that's uh, something we hear over and over again is uh, entrepreneurs talk about. How it's it's the journey that's so sweet, and the destination isn't really on their mind. So that sense of of making it is never really one that comes into their head. I th- I think that was a great a great rapid fire round. We're uh, definitely appreciative of that. All of your good, uh, solid answers we'll definitely take to heart. Uh, and as we cool down, you've mentioned a few books, but if there was just one book you could recommend to the listeners, what would it be?
1: I would. <laughs> i would say in in honesty i would say the i, I find it very interesting the never eat alone one hmm. because it, it helps you it helps to enlighten you about the things you know or remind you of the things you think you know of how how to build a lifelong community of friendship you know and mentors and Network of people you, you met along the way, mm. and um, relationship is, um, has a lot to do with success, you know. Mm. So, mm. Um, I I would recommend that before you start going into reading other things, you know, okay. if you can relate with people, and you then learn about your gift, then you
0: know how to apply it the most amazing way possible. Mm-hmm. Great. And for anyone listening right now, I'm gonna work with uh, Simon to uh, put a link up on our website so you're, it's easily accessible to you. And also if you subscribe to the newsletter, we'll, we'll direct you to exactly where you need to get that that book. And who are your mentors? And what what would you say is the importance of having mentors?
1: In honesty, I have a couple of mentors,
0: mm.
1: some I have never met, and mm. I just follow through with them. I just follow through with what they do. I, I just shadow them, you know. Um, one of my mentors, like you mentioned, is Elon Musk, mm. and I, I love his story. Because he's, he's he's an African as well, mm. you know, he's from South Africa and um, how he took money and left South Africa and got to Canada and how he left from Canada and came to the United States. So, you know, he, he is like my, one of my top three list of mentors. Mm. Um, um, I did mention like Alder. Mm. Of all the consulting in, in Nigeria, he's also one of my mentors. Um, I don't think he knows that, but I, I follow through with his books. I read his books. I I follow through with his work. He, you know, and and one of my very very powerful and close to heart mentors is my dad because I mean he's 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 paid his own dues and. Um, I, I reach out to him to gain insight and gain um, uh, information and experiences that he's go- gone through mm. and tend to learn from his failure because the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. You know? mm-hmm. So you need to tap into where you're coming from for you to be able to appreciate where you're going and how to implement the strategies that you need
0: for for the journey. Hmm. Hmm. I, that's that's very very wise words. Um, in in sort of seeking a mentor, make sure that person has a substantial amount of experience and can give you advice on on where you're going. It's always it's always good to have someone very close to you. Uh, Simon's mentioned his father. His father probably knows him more than anyone knows him maybe even knows him more than he knows himself so he can give him advice on on what life is like and where he's moving towards and also surrounding yourself with people who are successful uh and in a position where you want to be in the future that's the best way to get there surround yourself with people who have already accomplished what you want to accomplish and what advice would you give to those people who are listening, who are afraid to take that next step into entrepreneurship?
1: Um, my advice, which is in my opinion, is for you to learn how to build a team hmm. around yourself. Um, I work with the principle of the key players and their role players. Mm. Your key players are the the nuclear components that help you achieve your goal. And the role players are people that eventually get you to that expansion stage. Mm. So pretty much that's the advice i would i would say hmm. i i can give out like for people to understand the significance of people hmm. how powerful people are and how powerful building a network can truly and directly affect your your network.
0: Hmm. And this is an off the script question when are you writing your book?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've published Two books, mm. but one, the first one was for a president. The second one was for someone else, but was a private project. Um, mm. My own personal book, I don't know. I don't, mm. Like, I don't know. I mean, never say ever, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. But for now, <laughs> I just want to concentrate on the things that would even give me more resource if I ever think of writing a book.
0: Hmm. Right. And 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 to wrap up, what is your prescription for entrepreneurship in Nigeria right now?
1: Um. In in honesty, um. The young and upcoming or inspiring entrepreneurs should just seek knowledge. You know, I don't know. Um. Because everyone has. The various pathways to, mm. to discovery, but mm. but the, the one thing I can say is probably just seek knowledge and try to gain insight into what you're doing the most. Mm. Mm.
0: And uh, one thing I'm thinking, uh, living in the U.S. and and having that that glimpse back towards Nigeria, what would what advice would you give to to people who are living? outside of Nigeria who want to go back and start something but don't know where to start. What advice do you have for them?
1: You have to put your strategy together the most innovative way possible. That's one. And two, you have to get in touch with people on ground Hmm. so they have the experience of what's going on. And once you marry these two things together, I think you will come up with the brightest idea ever Hmm. and you cannot go the first time and want to set up a business. You Hmm. want to go for a visit. You want to go test the waters. You want to be able to uh, have a clear understanding, self-discovery of Hmm. what it takes to do a business over there in Nigeria Hmm. before you decide to say, hey, I'm going from your first visit to go set up a business. So that's what I think personally um, I would do.
0: Mm. I think that's uh, that's very wise advice. I hear from people who are from Nigeria, from Kenya, from Ghana, from South Africa. Your country is changing very quickly. So you may have gone just for university four years ago, but it's changed drastically. And You need to go there and really understand what is going on on ground before you want to start something that's how you maximize your 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 chances of success
1: very true very mm-hmm. true every 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 environment has its own trade secret every business has its own trade secret mm-hmm. and culture and and implementation so you need to be able to tap into these resources to be able to understand completely how this resources can Affect or improve or develop what you're you're trying to build
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's great uh, and for for some of those bandit listeners who have just been so inspired by listening to you today, I'm sure there are many of them uh, how do they connect with you for for sort of mentorship opportunities or even internship opportunities if you if you do provide things like that
1: honestly. I don't. I don't know how to handle that. But um, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm open. God knows, I'm open to throwing my two cents um, to advise, to encourage, to to help people get to their dreams. You mm. know, um, I, I, I'm I'm never stingy over. Uh, Ideas over experience, over sharing what I've learned mm. over years. Mm. Um, the the only thing I don't appreciate is w- when people disrespect your timing or don't pay attention to the fact that hey, if you need something, um, you need to actually show a sense of appreciation by by being timely and mm. and. and, and to your words, you know, mm. those, those are social securities that uh, I think are just what what they are. I mean, mm. um, I can easily be reached. Uh, Facebook,
2: mm.
1: know, Google, or search Facebook, search my name, send me an inbox message. I once I get it, I'll respond. Mm. And yeah, pretty much that's it. Um, it uh, I can exchange this link thing, you know, Mm. search, inbox me whatever message it it gets to me, you know, Mm. so, um, yeah, uh, um, if I don't get to it um, on time, it's either I'm on transit, or I haven't seen it yet, you know, so, Mm. yeah, but... I'm very accessible easily.
0: Hmm. Wow. And with that, I really appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, I know the bandits appreciate all the, all the knowledge and wisdom that you've imparted to us.
1: Yeah, um, uh, thank you for inviting me uh, for this podcast interview. Um, and I hope I've been able to share my experiences
0: oh definitely and remember for those of you who have just been so inspired and need to reach out to uh, Simon you can find him on Facebook and LinkedIn just search for Simon Adeji and he uh, has promised to respond whenever he sees the message this is the Knowledge Bandits podcast we want to thank you for joining us today don't forget to subscribe on iTunes Overcast or Stitcher You can also follow Knowledge Bandits on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, Bandits, stay inspired.